Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Welcome to the Cousins AFLW Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of NFNL, KFKL, no fife, no life, no fife, no life. How are you doing, mate? Mate, I am... Poor. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm excellent. I'm really good. Um, yeah, I'm all right. You came in with more energy than me, but you, you've actually had a terrible week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a rough week in the in the old fantasy space for the big J keeps. The subs have performed poorly. There's been some some riots, some chairs thrown over fences, and aggression. Towards people, it, it's just a mess. It's just a big mess at the subs. <laughs> yeah, but, Paulie might be an understatement, to be honest. Yeah, look, this. I think the score isn't too bad, but the rank drop is what's killed me. But you know, I feel all right, cousin. I'm optimistic, not about fantasy, about life generally. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to let go of fantasy at the moment a bit. Just care, <laughs> just care a bit less. All right. Well, everyone's itching to know what you scored then. Yeah, so I scored 13.72, which is bad, but it's not the end of the world bad. But my rank fell 306 spots down to 568. That's the problem. The trades were Fitzpatrick, Berry, and Wakfa. So Izzy Huntington, Hanin Zarika, and Mim Strom. So middling trades, pretty disappointing trades, to be honest. But Strom, Strom was good. She was, she was one of the, the few shining lights in a, in a very dull subs. <laughs> How'd you go this week, mate? Yeah, I, I actually had an awesome round. I scored a 15.47, which moved me up slightly to 131st overall. Massive. And I traded, get this, guys, Hannah Priest. Yes, that's right. I traded out Hannah Priest to Daisy Darcy. After I heard the news that Deanna Berry um, was injured, I had to do some drastic moves. So that was a massive cash grab for me and an awesome a trade. Grab. I can't believe a points it. points grab. Yeah, points grab, cash grab. Call it what you want, but it was awesome. I ended up trading Deanna Berry sideways to Hanin Zarika as well. So we both <laughs> So we both grabbed Zarika and yeah, she was pretty poor, but that's okay. Um, and the third trade, I went Amy McDonald to Anne Hatchard, who I think is a top five midfielder coming home. So I'm pretty happy with the, well, I'm stoked with those trades overall. You must be stoked proud. with the score. I am proud. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did not expect Hannah Priest to do what she did. I was like, the, that was the one part of the trade that I was like, oh, I could fully cook my season, and it was a miracle. It was one of the most distressing things I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> ever, cousin. <laughs> it, was, it was gross. She scored 30 flat. Am what? I correct? You are you are yeah. correct. Would it be safe to say that the site has returned to you? It has, yeah. Oh, mate, I claim it. You can. I am going for crazy trades from here on out. I just I see everything coming, guys. Um, but we're going to move on to our hogs and flogs for this week, and of course, we're going to start with our hogs. <laughs> My first hog for this week, Ash Riddell. She's been in there every week for me for probably the last month, and she gets one vote for me for her 139, which is absolutely enormous. I think it's the second highest score for the round. It's going to be hard not to be sour listening to this deal. <laughs> uh, as soon as you said Ashradell, I was like, oh, you just... Continue. <laughs> <laughs> My two votes 
Another player you don't own. Jazz Garner. Jazzy yeah, Garner. Yeah. 140 as my captain. Highest score for the round. The queen has returned. But three votes. Another player I don't own. You know who it is. Charlotte <laughs> Thomas. 111. That is an absolutely enormous score for a defender. She was dominant the whole game. The ball just lived in West Coast backline. Um, I think I saw a stat that it was the highest inside 50 differential in a game ever. So West Coast just got Jeez. absolutely stomped that whole game. Hammett, yep. Charlotte Thomas taking intercept marks, it's the West taking Coast junk, way. every single kick in. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And uh, it, it brought me home strong and in a positive mood. Why couldn't she have shown just like one ounce of that, the skill that she displayed on the weekend? In round one when she was in my team, mate. Jeez, I traded her out because of her injury and just, no, nah, it wasn't good. All right, I'll, I'll, get, <laughs> I'll get into my hogs and I'm going to speed through because I'm not actually, all right, yeah. One, Ella Roberts, great, good stuff. Two, Elise Parker. This this woman deserves a special shout out because she did get injured. She got to 105. <clears throat> she twisted her ankle pretty badly. I'm not sure what the, the injury report is saying. I don't know how long she's going to miss, if she's going to miss time, but it looked bad when she did it. I was concerned, deeply concerned. Um, but she stayed out there on the field like an absolute trooper. She went forward. She kicked a snag. She had an impact. And that's just what we love to see. Guts and grit, mate. <laughs> Elise Parker, thank you so much. You get two. But three, my girl, Noffy. She just does it every week, mate. She's just captain. Just the captain. The captain of everything. <laughs> the captain. She's the captain. She's the unicorn. She's everything. She's the captain. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just quickly on uh, Parker. She was in a boot. After the game. <laughs> but apparently also... I'm going to cry into this mic. Apparently she's been carrying ankle niggles all season and she's been playing through it. So, so maybe she's a, a she's just fucking warrior, mate. <laughs> she is a warrior, yes. Elise Absolutely. Parker is my favorite player cousin. I just decided. Because she toughs it out. That's what we need. It's what we need. I'm a broken so man. She might she might get up for the game this week. I, I am sort of doubtful, but... I'll put the C on her if she does. <laughs> That's the kind of player she is, mate. That's the way that she goes about it. She's just tough. I'll hold you to that. I'll, I'll do it. All right. Excellent. All right, we're going to move on to our flogs for this week. <laughs> My flogs this week. One vote, Hanin Zarika. Fair. 59. I mean, <laughs> my expectations weren't crazy high, so 59, it didn't feel earth-shatteringly bad. But I, I just wanted 65, you know. that's that's That was the benchmark for me to not be upset. So 59, she missed it by six points. That's enough for one vote for me. Two votes. Chloe Malloy, 76. This is just a body of work type vote here. I'm just so frustrated at how disappointing she's been for like five weeks straight. Um, just when you think she's on track to finally get a score, she has a terrible last quarter. She gets points removed from her after the game. It's just like, ah, oh, what... A, it's of course Chloe Malloy losing points. Finally got to eighty. Finally got to eighty by the final siren, and then just brought back, brought back down. <laughs> so frustrating, man. Continue. Continue. I, I think she was on like sixty odd at three quarter time, and I was like, surely she just puts in a, f a good final quarter. Nah. She always gets done holding the ball. She's trying to do too much. She misses the goals. Always trying to kick it on the outside of the boot. Just so many frustrating things from Chloe Malloy. So she gets two votes for me this week. And three votes, Ella Heads, 48. Now, I'm a big Ella Heads fan, but when you have a player that's 9% owned by the whole competition and she scores a 48, 
it just hurts. And the thing that was most painful about this score is she was on 30 at quarter time. So she scored 18 points in the last three quarters. And yeah, that was, it was painful to watch. So three votes, Ella Heads. Yikes. All right. It's time for you to get fired up. All I right. can't wait. One vote. Georgie Presparkis. No, you can't. No. I'm <laughs> sick can't. of this. I'm sick of this. Get to 100. You're supposed <laughs> to be an uber premium midfielder. I brought you in for like 1.3 mil. She can't, she can't turn up. She gets close and then she's like, you know what? I'm just done. I'm done for the day, I'm boys. Done. Yeah. I'm going to coast. <laughs> Put the feet up. I'm going to relax. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Especially when you get soft matchups. You've got to feast on these teams like Charlie Rowbottom does, Jazz Garner, Ash Riddell. Just be an uber premium, Georgie. You get one negative vote. My minus two goes to Hannah Priest. I know many, many of the listeners, possibly even all of them, will be feeling this pain. She went to halfback or back pocket and decided to do nothing. <laughs> nothing, mate. Literally nothing. She had one touch deep into the third quarter. One. <laughs> one disposal. One. Mate, maybe we should have known because she was named in the back pocket, but I was like, nah. She was you don't still- listen to team sheets? She'll still play mids. It's just, it's all, it's scarecrows and being bamboozled. It doesn't mean anything. She's going to play midfield. No, mate. She played defense and she did nothing. So Hannah Priest, negative two and negative three. Bates, the supposed tackler, <laughs> Emily Bates. Do you know how many tackles she had? How many? Two. As if. Two tackles with a tag. You tackle your way through a tag. That's what you That's do. That's the golden rule, That's what right? you get taught. When you're two years old and you grab a footy for the first time, your parents bring you over and they're like, mate, if you ever get tagged, you tackle your way through, all right? <laughs> it gets ingrained into your brain. <laughs> you go to someone else, you lay some goddamn tackles and you do something you don't you don't just get tagged out of the game and try to win the footy it's not gonna happen it's hard to win the footy when someone's hanging off you the whole time just lay a hug please just supposed to be a good tackler just didn't do it Bates gets the three votes I'm so frustrated mate because I brought her in last week for a 120 I thought I was a genius a dead set genius nah 39 39 from a premium midfielder disgraceful I hope when your daughter is two years old, you're going to teach her how to deal with the tag. <laughs> I will, mate. Two years old. As soon as as soon as she blows out the candles on her birthday cake, I'm going to pull her to the side. And I'm going to say, "You tackle your way through a tag, all right?" <laughs> She's. It's going to get drilled into her, mate. Classic. Angry. Angry. There's one player I'm even angry at, but it's getting saved for hot bakes. Really? All so, right. Well, that's a good segue then. Hot bakes. Hot. Bakes. Hot Bakes, Bree Davy averaged 83 in my team, cousin. 83 in my team. I got her after round two, traded her two weeks ago. Not in my team? She's averaging 115.3. How, how was she just getting clamped out of games, just looking proppy as all hell and doing not much of anything for a month long, and as soon as I trade her out, gun. Just starts dominating it. It's ridiculous. Her price is flying up. I traded her to Bates, mate. <laughs> 39. Bree Davy, I'm just mad. It's like, it, it feels to me, I know the listeners won't know this, but you understand what I'm about to say. The year that I got Clary instead of Steel in men's fantasy... And Steele went on like 130 average run for the rest of the year and Clary averaged like 95. 
You just these things. I don't know how they go so horribly against me sometimes, cousin. But I'm angry at Bree Davy. <laughs> I'm angry at her. And the second one, I know you'll piggyback on this one because we're talking about it over the weekend and we're both fired up. The West Coast coach for being a dead. Oh mate, we're gonna have to take a tea. We're gonna have to take a tea. All right, I've gotten some of the grumbles out. Michael Pryor, the West Coast AFLW coach, for saying this quote. 18 teams in the comp and only 10 games. How we play that team is beyond me. That's what you get when you get fixturing like that. What are you talking about, mate? Do you want to be in the AFLW? Do you want to be in the, do you want to be in the WAFLW? Do you want to be in the VFLW? Mate, you're in the same league. You play games against the team. Don't complain about it. It is the biggest loser mentality I've ever seen, mate. It's coming from a deep place, a deeply emotional place, because I'm a West Coast fan. You're a West Coast fan. Yep. You can't say things like that. You just can't say them. What are you, You're <laughs> supposed to be a role model and a coach to these players, and you're whinging about playing another team who's better than you. Just suck it up. <laughs> just play the your game. Whole, your whole job is to is to get them and train them up as professional athletes, and that's just... It's just not a professional mindset, I don't think. It's not. Nah. It's really it's not. It's not even close. You complained about playing a good team. You're supposed to play the best teams. You're in the best league. Do you want to be in the worst league? It doesn't make any sense. The whole West Coast club at the moment, the men's, the waffle team, the women's, it's just this woe is me attitude and it's horrible and it needs to stop, cousin. Michael Pryor, get out. <laughs> get out. You're calling for his I'm, head. I'm calling for his wow. job. Wow. I, anyone... Anyone replace him. Hire an intern. Just get Warney. Get, get Warney in there. Get an intern off the desk. Just jump in. Start coaching. Because they could do a better job. West Coast suck. Michael Pryor is the reason why. Get <laughs> wow. out. Wow. Just, just to add on to that, though, I don't think the players want, would want to hear that from their coach. No. <laughs> no like, who player come wants on, a, man. their coach to just make you've, excuses you've just, and complain? Yeah. You'd want to be... Yeah. You, you want to respond with... Playing, you know, you want to respond with your actions, not not by, yeah, that woe is me type attitude. It's absolutely bizarre. So yeah, that's a hot bake. Yeah, as as a as a former player of football and someone who's played a lot of sport in my life, I would prefer a coach to literally scream in my face or c- complain to the media about the playing group, like the Bulldogs coach did. I, I can't remember his name, but a couple of weeks ago about how the players weren't fitting off and the standards need to be higher. Putting it on the players. Yeah, you prefer that than saying, oh, why are we playing this team? It's just, it's just yeah, it's a loser's mindset. I hate it. I all hate right. it, cousin. Is that is that all of your bakes? Yes, mate. I'm going to try right. and be happy for the rest of the I've pod. got I've got one, um, and it's also directed at a coach, and it's to the Adelaide coach, Matthew Clark, for benching Anne Hatchard for almost the entirety of the last quarter. She was on the bench for 11 minutes. I kid you not. And Chelsea Randall. It was both of them. 11 minutes. Um, I, I'm trying not to get too fired up because I, I, I'm almost pulling the punch as I say it because when you're top of the ladder, you're entitled to do these kinds of things and you're winning a game by a lot. <laughs> but the thing that was so painful to me is it's like I just brought in Hatchard and it's like, nah, you take a rest. But Noffy, who's equally as important to the team, absolute beast. It's like, nah, you just, you, you know what? You go do your thing. You keep racking up. But and we want we want you to rest. Novi's just too fit, mate. She's just too fit. <laughs> <sighs> I'm a, yeah, it's just frustrating for me because Anne Hatchard was on 106 before they benched her at the start of the last quarter, and 
had she not gone off, she could have easily scored anywhere between like 10 and 30 points in half a quarter. Yeah, and those, those points, I'm just outside the top 100. At the end of the season, that could be the difference between me winning a hat. Is, is Anne Hatchard just putting the feet up for that, half a quarter? That would be incredibly so disappointing. It was just, yeah, you know, it's maybe hot bakes isn't the right category for this, but it was just Bonus. distressing. It was really upsetting. So those are our hot bakes for this week, and we're going to move on to fantasy stocks. Okay, Keebs, I've got a few names that I want to discuss with you. We've got a couple less than we usually have. Um, I think the players are sort of solidifying themselves and our understanding of you know what they do and what they can score. But I've got a couple of names that, yeah, we're going to discuss. The first one is Hannah Priest, 846K. So what do we do? Sell? Sell. I don't, it's hard because she lost all her value in one week, but... Her bear is massive now. If she's back in defense, like if she, if you look at the team sheets this week and you see she's named anywhere in defense, it's a sell. That's if she's named in the midfield, you could hold her, but that's the only way. I agree. I think yeah, it's probably a priority if she's named back there. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, next name: Charlotte Thomas, nine hundred ninety-three k, number one defender now on average. Nah, I'm gonna say too much. Yeah, too much, and. We've seen with literally every single defender in the game, once they max out in price, they crash down. Priest is doing it now. Carney started to do it. Uh, Stanit has even dropped pretty significantly. Tiny Evans as well. Tiny Evans, that's another one. These defenders just don't maintain a real high scoring output. Thomas could be, could be the exception, but I think you're better off just betting on what has been the rule for the season and just leaving her out of your team if you don't have her already. The counter argument to that, though, is that there's only three rounds left. So you're going, she's number one defender. You're paying a premium for it, but you're just hoping that she's also maintains that scoring output for three more rounds. And you go, yeah, but it it, it, it just hasn't been happening. That's the thing. Like, Priest maxed out two weeks ago and has averaged 45 since. I know it's... A, I know it's Role di- change. I know it's different, but even the defenders that are playing in defense haven't maintained their highest scoring. Yep. So I don't, I don't think Thomas is going to keep putting up like 90s and 80s and 100s. Yep. I, I guess the argument is that you can probably get similar output. You've missed the huge score and you can probably get similar output from some other names. So yeah. I'll throw some at you now. I'll, I'll say hold. Hold on, Thomas. Yes. Okay. Chantel Emerson, 867K. Yeah, she's just been good all year. She's been good all year. You could buy her. If you want to buy her, buy her by all means. Obviously a hold if you've got her in your team. I, I, I love it. Spoiler alert, I think we've both got her in our top five yeah. defenders now, yeah, which we'll sure. talk about coming up. But just quickly, her scores, listen to this. 85, 70, 60, 87, 78 in her last five. Super consistent. Enormous. Super so consistent. she hasn't gone below 60 in her last five. And she's more than 100K cheaper than Thomas. So I think that's a good option there. Yep. Next one, Ange Stanett at 784K. Yeah, she's had the CBAs the last few weeks. She passes the eye test. She's been right up there with the defenders for the entire season. I I, I like it. She's probably the buy of the the well, just the buy of all the defenders at the moment. To be honest, she's she's really the cheapest who you'd call a lock in in that top five. Um, yeah, I like I like watching her. She passes the eye test. She's she's got a good role and she's scoring well, so she's a buy. Yep, I like the CBA role. She's had it for three weeks now, and two of those three scores have been really good. One of them was a 50, but again, all the defenders score 50. Yeah, not so, the end of the world at uh, all. So we've seen with Stannett, like a lot of these cheap defenders, they have the capability of going 40 or 30, but Stannett, we've seen her floor, her absolute floor is like a low 50s. So at 784K, I think it's a good buy. Next one, very cheap, 
Daisy Darcy at 647k. Yeah, if you're chasing someone really cheap, she's probably still the way I'd go. But coming into the back end of the season, I'm not too sure you'd want to roll there in your team. She improved lots this week, but I mean, the scores before that are, are you know, really not not good at all. So you could get her if you need someone cheap. She's a buyer, but I'd I'd prefer to steer clear if you can. See, I'm going to present the counter argument again. And this is slightly biased because I'm an owner. I took the risk on her this week and I'm very happy with the 64. But she's really only had two poor scores all year, which I talked about last week. 46, which was against Richmond, the hardest team for defenders. And then Adelaide, which is also a very hard team just back, for anyone. Back to back though. And then the score before that was a 50. 58. Yeah, but it's, it's fine. It's fine, but fine is not really what you want coming this late in the 647K. I, yeah, it's I reckon cheap. It's cheap. if you need someone cheap, I would I wouldn't hesitate at all. That's what I said, dog. Right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'll move on. Here's one that I maybe would hesitate on, which is Jordan Allen at 575k. What do you think? If you're a if you're a crazy a crazy person who likes pain, <laughs> you could do it. I started the season with Allen, and on the weekend she showed what I guess many of us thought she could do for the year with her good score. Um. Yeah, it's it's probably not one for me. It's this the scoring's just too inconsistent. She's coming off a thirty and a twenty. There's just no way you want to ride with that in your team. Even even with a bit of a role change, it's probably not enough. Yep. Maybe if she scored a ninety this week, but yeah, seventy seventy five in the end, it's just not. Yeah, it's not massive. Yeah, just a slight flag. Neither of us actually got to watch this game. We've done some investigating, and I can't. I can't really explain why she had a massive bump in scoring. The role she's been named in the same spot every week. The the defensive structure of uh, Collingwood hasn't really changed. Maybe she got a bit higher up the ground, but again, if you saw something specific that you liked and you watched the game, then you could do it because she's that cheap. Yeah, but I I yeah I would be very hesitant. The thing with defenders is, it's unlikely that you get burned too badly. I mean, we got Grider the week. She scored 30. And I think really in comparison to the other defenders, it wasn't a massive miss. And it's funny to say because it's such a horrible score, but the defenders just don't have a ceiling. What's what's the highest defender averaging? 72? I mean, yeah. worst comes to worst, you lose 30 points, which is significant, but it's not you know it's not disaster by any means. So the, the price could make it an, an option. Yep. Okay, now we're going to move on to our midfielders. First one, Jenna Bruton. At two, at one point two four five mil, mate. She's getting expensive, but geez, she's getting the job done. I'm, I'm saying yes, you can still get her. It's, uh, the, the concern is just the lack of a history of scoring, but I think she's kind of just having like a late age breakout. That's just the way it seems. Yeah, I would, I, I would agree with that. Um, she's coming off three awesome scores. She's coming off one twenty four, one sixteen, and a one ten. Um, she's finding heaps of the pill. She loves a tackle. North Melbourne are just such a high-scoring team this year, and I think that's probably a big part of it. You know, she's just getting amongst it. 100%. Yep. All right, next name we've got, Pre-Davey at 1.092 mil. Don't you talk to me about her. Don't do it. Don't do it to me. I refuse. Well, I'm doing it. I refuse. Can you do it? No. No? Nah, look. (laughs) Honestly, I... It's going to sound funny, but I actually looked at it again last week after yeah, trading her out. Of course you did. I was like, man, surely not. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think she's going to put up those ceiling scores again. I think that was an out-of-the-box score, but it clearly wasn't because she put up another ceiling score. I don't know, man. I think if you're like me and you've owned her in the past and you've been burnt by her, it's 
the the bridge is just it's burnt to the ground. There's no way. I mean, yeah, you'd be taking a massive risk, probably an unnecessary risk, considering there's a lot of premium mids around that price who you could you could just easily buy instead. I tend to agree. I can't see her just absolutely dominating for the final three weeks. Yeah, she's the sort of player that has the odd game where she's just like the best player in the comp and will will reflect from a fantasy perspective with a big score, but she's not that consistent accumulator type player. Yeah. Last time she scored 100 plus, she declined in scoring every week thereafter for like four weeks. Yeah. And it was rapid decline as well, all the way down to the 60s. So if this is, she probably has had her big games. I don't think she's going to do it again. Okay. Well, another player at a similar price, I want to get your opinion on this, Britt Benici at 1.089 mil. Similar thing. I don't think she's going to be putting up too many more ceiling scores, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's she was she was great. She's been good this season, to be honest. And I'm I'm sort of salty that I traded her out a couple <laughs> a couple of weeks ago as well. But um, yeah, I don't think she's going to be putting up too many more ceiling scores. And we started with her as you know a, a stepping stone. You wouldn't want to trade her back into your team at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost feels weird talking about these players, considering. Most of them overstayed their welcome in our team. Yeah, Now exactly. we're talking about them as underpriced again. Um, so, yeah. Um, the final midfielder I want to talk about is Ali Anderson at 1.232 mil. Yeah, big buyer. She's currently in my team. I'm trading her in this week at this stage. I just I like the way she goes about it. She managed to weather the storm of what we thought could be a challenging game against Gold Coast um, and still put up a good score. So, I think she, she's she did well. smooth sailing from here. All right. Now, I've got a Ruckman that I want to talk about. Bree Moody at 1.016 mil. Now, the reason I want to bring her up is because there was some news about Jess Good doing an ankle injury. Now, we don't know the extent of the injury. We don't know if she's going to play this week, but Bree Moody? Yeah, it just depends entirely on that injury. Bree Moody is always going to be an option, but... um. Yeah, if, if there's any male that Good's going to spend more time forward and Moody's going to go back to just being that sort of sole ruck for a couple of weeks, then absolutely jump on by all means. But um, yeah, just be cautious, I would say. A cautious buy. You've gone silent, cousin. I have. I'm just looking for some CBA data from the weekend just gone. Just from the Carlton, the Carlton game to get a read on what happened. <clears throat> there we go. Bree Moody had the most CBAs she's had since... Round three on the weekend. Yeah. So she had a she had a bump by well, at least twenty to thirty percent. Yeah, even she, more really. Like I said, she's always gonna be an option, but you'd probably still want to to have some mail that good's gonna spend time forward or Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We've got one forward for you. Chelsea Randall at six hundred and sixty K. Is it finally time? It is time. I said it could be time last week and you poo pooed me. <laughs> I'm, I did. I'm sticking by it. It is, it is time. I mean, she went forward. She, she impacted. She had a couple CBAs on, in the game. She just looked good, man. She passed the eye test. It was against the dogs. That's the flag. The dogs who just give points up to everybody. But, um, yeah, I liked what I saw, and I think that she could be uh, maybe not the top five mix because the forwards have actually sort of – the top five forwards have kind of run away this year. But she could certainly average 70-plus and, and put some price – Back on her on her head. Yeah. So just quickly, she had fifty three percent CBA. So she had that mid yep. mid forward role that we wanted to see. You yeah. You almost talked me into getting her, and I was like, I can't do it. And then we I wish I we, watched the, we watched the start of the game together, 
And um, she started horribly. Yeah, she did. But she like the first. So it was a roller coaster because the first center bounce. One. Yeah, she was she was there in the midfield at the start, and we're like, oh no. Oh no, she's gonna do it. She's in the midfield, but then she was on like eight at quarter time, or eight like halfway through the first quarter, and then they were like, "Oh, she's on the bench. She's got she's got taking an injury test, and she was like limping a bit." And we were talking, saying, "Oh, this is a disaster. Yeah. Imagine if we imagine yeah. if we jumped on." Yeah, we dodged a bullet here, and then she went ballistic towards the end of that second quarter, um, and then she was going strongly, and then she got rested for like most of the last quarter. So she ended up on a sixty-three, which is not an incredible score, but I think the signs are there for her to really, uh, you know, go and do what we expect her to do as a mid-forward. Could have could have easily been an 80-plus score as well. And she wasn't. She actually wasn't 69 at full time and then had some, some points deducted. There you go. So okay. If you saw that, you would have been a bit more impressed. <laughs> yeah. Six, 660K, though. That's so cheap. Uh, yeah, she's in yeah. my trade plans for this week. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm getting freaky with it. It could be, it could be a nice way to, to generate some cash and also jump on it. A top five smoky. Just get Zareka out. <laughs> yep. All right, great. We're going to move on to Knights of the Round Table. We're Knights of the Round Table. Three dance where we're able. We do routine to call a scene to put work in bed cable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and Spamalot. <clears throat> All right, it's time for our best 16 chat. That was a lovely grunt. It was lovely. Hit us with your defenders. All right, one, Charlotte Thomas, Angelique Stanett, Chantel Emerson, Isla Sheeran, Emma Carney at five to send a message, to send a message. And then my honorable mention is Belinda Smith. Interesting. Okay, I've got Thomas, Carney, Emerson at three, Smith I've got in my top five, Sheeran in my top five, and Stanett is a special mention, honorable mention. You hate Stanett. I, I don't hate Stanner. I hate recommended her. her. You hate her. I recommended you haven't her. Had, had her in your top five all year, mate. I don't think she's top five, but I think she'll be. She's good by at her price. Isn't she like the second highest averaging still? Something. Like it's that. a body of work, mate. <laughs> Seven games. She's been awesome. It's just because of that huge score in round one. It wasn't that huge. Ninety-seven. You could argue that Charlotte Thomas's score was more out of the box this week. But yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> nah, I like Stanner. It seems like the community is kind of just giving her the uh, the walk by. No one's really just that, pretend she doesn't exist. Keen. It's weird, man. Nah, I, think, she, I think people are keen. She's a massive target for me. Like she, she seems to be somewhat unique and is cheap. Yeah. So. No, I like it. I like. She's an honourable mention. I Means she's right. She's knocking on the door. It's not honourable. She's mate. kicking the door down. Really. I it's, mean, she could be in there. It was a dishonourable mention. <laughs> All right, midfielders, who have you got? All right, one, Noffy, Garner, Rowbottom, Riddell, Hatchard, Anderson is my honourable mention. I've got the exact same. I flipped Riddell and Hatchard after their scores this week. Really? Yeah. Well, I had Riddell at five last week. This week. Oh, you're saying you flipped? Yeah, yeah, okay. I flipped them. Yeah, I've got, because I've got Riddell at four as well. Yep. Yep. All right, Rucks. Strom, Mim Strom, no, Mim Strom. What Mim over Strom. Ali Morfitt? Yeah. One bad game and you're no, out. Morfitt is faltering, mate. This is a couple of weeks now of scary, scary performances. If you're an owner, Strom is just chugging along nicely. He has the Saints this week, who she's gonna just absolutely maul. Strom, I'm telling you, I Strom. like. I think she's gonna be the AA Ruck, Ruck. She's gonna be the AA Ruck. Um, 
yeah, I just like what she does. I like the way that she goes about it. And I think that Morphet is faltering. That's my reasoning. I don't really think Morphet's faltering. Um, she's had one poor score. The 70 is not too bad. 70 is fine. To be clear, I don't think she's like dropping off and she's going to average 60 or 70. But I just think that she's not as far away as she was. I mean, there's what, less than five points between them now. It's, you know, the gap is closing. Strom has that soft matchup this week. Dominant Tat Ruckman, probably going to be the AA Ruck. Strom. Yeah, Strom. I like saying Strom. All right, forwards. Who have you got? Laura Gardner, Bonnie Toogood, Nina Morrison, Kate Hawes, Ali Goldsworthy, and my honourable mention is Ella Roberts. Yep, I like it. I've got the same, but I've got Barr, Paxi, Roberts, all sort of around the in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have I don't have much <laughs> to add to be honest. No, that's our best sixteen. It's pretty. Paxi could easily be in the five if she steers clear of her dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right, so it's pretty it's pretty similar to last week. Um, I guess just we gave. Hannah Priest the boot, yeah. and that yeah deservedly, and also yeah Ali Morf well Bree Moody kicking the door down, Strom kicking the door down for the rucks. So I've got a question for you. What's that? How would you feel about Priest to Stanit as a trade? Does it it nets you what hundred k nah, less less much less? It depends what your other issues are. I should have I should have checked this beforehand. But it just it just occurred to me as a potential oh, priest is eight forty six k man, she just it's not it's not going to get you much money. It's crazy. She yeah, you almost, could. She almost hit a mill and she's just absolutely tanked. It's yeah sixty k. If you if priest is named in the back pocket again, it's an upgrade that nets you a little bit of money. I would think of it like that, and I would do the trade. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Great. All right. Listener questions. You're going to lead us, right? I am going to lead us. Sorry. That was my cue. We will get into the listener questions. The first one is from John at Since You've Been Gone. Do we even bother about defenders anymore and focus on other lines to maximize points? It's case specific because it depends on who. Like if it's Priest and she's named in the back pocket, then I probably I would bother. Yeah. Um, This This is kind of also covering Belinda Nolan's question of do we trade Priest? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. We trade, we trade Priest. Yeah, 30 is... And man, she didn't, she didn't look like she was going to get to a 30 for, for most of that game. No, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> she was on seven at half time. She was on less than 20, I think, at three-quarter time. Yeah, it was, it was bad stuff. But to answer the question, do we bother about defenders? Yes, but yeah, again, it's, it's very specific to your team. It depends what defenders you've got, who you're targeting. Because, yeah, I mean... The gap between the best and the average defenders is small, but if you've got someone like Priest who's bleeding cash or someone like... I can't even think of another example of a defender what that's faltering. What about Ella Heads coming off 48? Yeah, I would could, hold her. Could. That's my personal opinion. Either way. Either way, yeah. It's much of a muchness. So I guess that one's kind of up to the way that you view your team. If you have mm. other priorities, then prioritize them. But I, I think leave the defenders... For the most part. Like Tani Evans, we saw she had two bad scores in a row and then she comes back with a 70. Yeah, um, I Carney has I had a 55 this week. You're not trading her. Yeah. Ella Head's 48. You don't you don't love to see it, but Rage again, trade Carney and then bring her, bring her <laughs> back in. <laughs> but yeah, it, you, you're right, John. Like the defenders, they just do what they want. They have, they have good games. They have bad games. But if it's pr- Hannah Priest, who's had a clear role change... Then yeah, that's a trade for me. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say one of the big mistakes I think I made this year was 
playing around too much with defenders early in the season and costing myself trades and also points by swapping out, you know, defenders who were on bad runs just for them to have form turnaround. So yeah, just just yeah. Well, it. you traded Thomas. Yeah, I traded Thomas. Uh, who else? I can't remember. Allen. Yep. Allen was a good trade. Yeah, Allen was a good trade, but I mean, now it's looking like she could be an option again. But I brought in Grider, who's just been ugh. like Priest, who was good, but now is bad. Has undone the work. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, defenders are just all the same, really. Yep. All right, next question. Okay, from Aaron Callahan at Aaron Callahan, best defender under eight hundred k. Stanit. Yeah, I tend to agree. Stanit, and then if you're really thirsty for some cash, Darcy. Let me just have a quick look to see if we're missing anyone. Under eight hundred. Yeah, it's, it's Stanit. Stanit. It is. She's the only one that's knocking on the door of the top five. If you if you want more money, I would consider Daisy Darcy. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. Stanit. Cool. Next question from Matt Watson at Matt Watson. If we're in the top fifty and want to stay in the hat spots, do we go for pods or is it more important to have the top owner players in the top one hundred from here? So if you're chasing a hat, a car. Pods or safety? Uh, I would... My own personality would be to chase the safety. But again, it depends on who the player is that you don't own. Like, say you don't own Jazz Garner, then yeah, absolutely, I would do everything to get her in. If it's Noffy, same thing. Um, but if it's someone like Georgie Prasparkas, for example, she's highly owned, but not really doing that much, that's great. Um, I wouldn't be too bothered about it. I would pick who you think is going to be best because that's probably what's got you into the top 100 in the first place. So yeah. back yourself in. It really depends if you want to try and shoot up as far as you can or if you're just trying to hold your hat territory. Because if you're trying to hold your hat ter- territory, then it's just safety. But if you're gunning for you know, prizes, other prizes, extra prizes, then I guess you, you probably take more risks. But in terms of midfielders, I think you just play it safe there because the top five are clearly better than the rest. Um, the lines I would, I guess I would want to take risks in is forward and to some extent defense, but again, it's like, what do you do really? Cool. All right. Next question from Ash Nankervis at Nank Tanks. Is Thomas now too expensive? Is Bree Davy now an option again? Why do my trades suck every week? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I'm sorry, Nank Tanks. Yes, I'm sorry too. I feel th- I feel that same pain at the moment. It, my last two like weeks of trading has been just atrocious. We've, we've all had that feeling. With with the AFLW fantasy, it's hard. It's really hard. You get it every year with every, every fantasy sport in, at some stage. Yeah. It's just you get you just get sadness in, 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 a, <laughs> in a rut in a sad rut, mate. Um, okay, so what was the first part of the question? Is Thomas now too expensive? We sort yes. of covered that already. Yes. I, yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. There are there are other top fives that you can get for so much cheaper. And then is Bree Davy now an option again? Which we all, already sort of covered. I don't think so. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Next question from Corey Blackledge at Corzab213. Who is the best mid under 1.3 mil with the best run to come? That is a good question. For me, the answer is Ali Anderson. I really, really like her as an option this week. I'm bringing her into my team. Yeah, that's just that's just where I sit with it. I what think it? she's she's pretty clearly the best one in my opinion as well. Um, let's have a look. Jenna Bruton, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I would, I would, I'd be picking Anderson over Bruton. She, the body of work for the whole season has just been awesome. She's such a good player, best and fairest winner last year. 
Yeah, they're the most trustworthy. I will I will say this, and you might crap on me, but I still like Bates as an option. <laughs> she got tagged into oblivion, but I don't think she's got any more tags coming her way. Still has a super drop, super drop, super soft draw, which is why I initially brought her in. She's capable of putting up solid scores. We saw her 122 weeks ago. She's only 1.07 mil. So you could grab her and save cash. This, you, you look at the run, and I don't think she has any more tags coming her way. Um, another one just to throw out there is Maddie Prasparkas. I know you're going to be mad at me for saying it. She's been awesome. Her one poor score was she copped a tag um, against Frio. Um, other than that, she hasn't gone below 92 but she is in a little bit of strife with the MRO this week. So it's a bit of a watch this space to yep. see whether she gets off for, I think, a dangerous tackle on Mon Conti. So, yeah, just just wait and see. But I, I don't mind Maddie Prasparkas. Yeah, just quickly, Bates has Richmond, Port and Geelong, which is like quite a nice run for mids. Geelong is a hard team, but she's not going to get any defensive attention, which is the, the main thing. We saw the consistent scoring throughout the entire year until last week. So yep. Cool. All right, next question from Ben Hawkey at Hawkey Ben. Thoughts on these trades. Morfitt out for Rennie, Priest to Thomas, and Ty Smith for G. Presparkus. Can you say them again? Morfitt to Rennie. Yep. Priest to Thomas, and Smith to Presparkus. Um, I wouldn't tick it off, actually. I wouldn't be trading Morfitt to Rennie. I, I've had a look. I mean, Rennie's been solid for the, the past couple of weeks, but... Again, with the potential of dropping 50s and 40s, which we've seen her do the previous weeks before that, I wouldn't take the risk on that. And and yeah. if it's just to get Charlotte Thomas, who we think is probably at her most inflated price this week, probably like absolute top dollar that she's going to be. Um, I would probably look at a different ruck and then get someone... In the top five defenders, that's maybe 100k cheaper than Thomas. Yeah, also We're looking at like Emerson, uh, Belinda Smith is pretty expensive, but any any of those other top five defenders, Emma Carney's way cheaper. Tani Evans is cheap. I know I know she's popular, but again, I'd look at someone a bit cheaper and not not get Rennie. Also, Presparkus is not the mid I would be grabbing on the other end either. She's just been super disappointing every week. It looks like she's got you know, the perfect matchup for it and she just can't churn out tons. So I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I, I, well, I agree, but if it's such a massive upgrade, upgrade from yeah, Tiana Smith, it's a big upgrade, of course, but there's other defenders. I would much prefer over Chris Barkers at this point. I'd, Midfielders, I'd, you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Other midfielders I'd prefer over Chris Barkers at this point. So I think we're saying no to those trades. Can I present a slight adjustment or a slight alternative to those trades? Of course. It, it's dependent on your bench, but I would do first trade, do a bench downgrade, eke out maybe 100K if you can, 100 to 150K would be awesome. Just as much as you can. As much as you can, yep. Hold Morfitt, then I would go Priest down instead of up and go to Daisy Darcy for the cash grab there. I think you get about 200K still, which is which is heaps of money. So Priest to Darcy. Yeah, about 200. And then use whatever money from those two upgrades to get Tiana Smith up. If it's Prasparkas, I'd tick that off. Yeah, definitely don't trade Morfitt. Um, I guess the other thing is if you have someone decent to downgrade on your bench, you, you don't have to go all the way down to Darcy. You could do Priest to Stanit. Priest to Stanit, I like Some, as well. Someone a bit safer if you've got that cash on your bench. so Yeah, have a, have a play with it. Cool. All right, that wraps up the listener questions. 
It's time for the goofy part of the pod. The cousins, crystal ball. Professor Filoni. He will return tonight. Sorry? Now, cousin, last week on the cousins crystal ball, you said that Anne Hatchard would outscore Noffy and Noffy would still drop a 115 plus, insinuating that Hatchard would have a massive score. Noffy got her by 26. What have you got to say? Uh, it's, it's a further salt in the wound with what happened with uh, Hatchard getting benched for 11 minutes in the last quarter. Yeah, she was on track. She was on 78 at halftime. She, she was, was chopping Noffy. She, she was. She had about, I think she had about 13 points at the halftime. And just quickly, I should have hot-baked you. for <laughs> We were together for the first half of that game. Hey, no. I'm and not. you were whinging. She you was, thought the world was ending. But the reason was because it was my first straight captain of the season. So I was scared. I played the VC every week except for this week. Noffy's slow start. And I was like, surely not this week. But she does, She did what she does best, mate. She's the best. She gets it done. I, t- I told you, though. I was like, don't stress. It's Noffy. She'll have a 50-point quarter at some point. And lo and behold... She does. We swapped, mate. You were happy at the start and I was flat. <laughs> I was stoked. I was <laughs> like, yes. I did this crazy move to get Hatchard in. I don't even care what Priest scores. Hatchard is going to make up for the point differential. And she just, she died. And then at the end, I was happy and you were saying that it ruined your day. Yeah, I was so Your upset. whole day. It ruined your outing with our grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> it did. All right. Cool. Last week, <laughs> last week I said... Jenna Bruton would score 110 plus for the third week in a row, and she wow. did it. She did it, and we leveled up. We're one all in our predictions now, cousin. It's closed. It's getting tight. The gap is closed. There's only three weeks left. Let's go. It's tight. it's tight, mate. It's tight. All right, what have you got this week? Ellie Blackburn to score under 90 this week. Nah. She's getting tagged. Under 85 this nah. week. I, mate, Kennedy, under, Kennedy's tag Bates with 39. Blackburn's going Ellie Blackburn sub 60. Under 80. Nah, I'll give you sub 60. No. <laughs> she, she, I'm, not, I'm not doing a bold prediction on a sub 50. I said 60. A 60, no. But you can't, no. yeah. I think she's no. getting clamped. I, like, I'm trading her out of my team this week because I'm preempting her just dropping a horrible score. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't give it to you. All right. You give me yours and I'll think of another one. I've got two. The first one is Strom 90 plus for the third time this year. She's she's got by far the Saints. the softest ruck matchup. Tell me tell me how you feel about it. I'll give you 95 plus. I'll take it. 95 plus, Strom 95 plus. Yeah, I'll right, take it. Deal. Done. Deal. And that's you you just got one. Well, I've got I did write down another one in case you just fully poo-pooed my strom one. But oh, okay. No. Nah, no I'll, poos. But I'll, I'll wait I'll wait for yours now. You've got to you've got to create one on the spot, mate. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry with the Blackburn one, but I just I'm trading her out cuz I think she's going to score badly. So I, I can't call it bold cuz it feels like it's it's an easy one to see coming. Okay. Just, Charlie Rowbottom. All right. To outscore Noffy, even though Noffy goes 120 plus. So uh, similar to last week, but I'm doing it with Row Bottom instead of Hatchard. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll give it to you. I've got my the second one that I wrote down was Row Bottom 130 plus. Oh, really? But combining 
her beating Noffy and Noffy still scoring well. It's just it's just a recipe that I like. So, so the stars have to align for me so, to get this point. Yeah, so Rowbottom has to score one twenty plus and beat Noffy, who also scores one twenty plus essentially. But don't you forget, I've got the site. It's returned to me, mate. I'm I'm intrigued to see how we go. It's it's heating up. It our, is heating up. Our men's one finished within zero point five points. So yeah, and you stitched up the whole comp. You nah, you basically rigged it. It was fair, and you were so smug about it. It was fair. <laughs> I still haven't forgiven you for that, listeners. If you're not sure what we're talking about, go and listen to our AFL men's wrap up pod, where we <laughs> where we discuss it. But yeah, I'm sorry, mate. I beat you in a landslide. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, we're going to move on to fantasy proverbs. Fantasy proverbs. If you're unfamiliar with this segment, Fantasy Proverbs, it's where we scour the depths of our mind, the interwebs, and we try and find a proverb, a quote, some song lyrics, poetry, to inspire the listeners, to inspire ourselves, and to, to just project project some greatness into the week going forward <laughs> to try and lift our teams out of the depths. Well, my team out of the depths, and your team just higher up than what it is currently. <laughs> but... We've tweaked it slightly recently, and now I find a proverb, send it your way, you read it out, explain it, and vice versa. Cousin, so who do you want to go first? I'll go first. You'll read first? I'll read first. Okay. Are you ready? As per usual. I've sent it. It's sending. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. I'm feeling too sexy to accept a request, and I'm way too sexy to go unprotected. And it's by Drake. And it means... I, re- I refuse to even make up. <laughs> no, come on. No, you told no, me come off. On. You told no, me I off made up, air. I made up a meaning for it, so you have to too. No. Come you on. Told- Play All the right. game. Here's, here's what happened, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Before we recorded, Keeb said, I've got a hilarious proverb for you to, for you to um, read out this week. And he was like, it doesn't even mean anything. I don't know what it means, but... But I invented meaning to it. I brought, I've, I've brought meaning to it. You have to try and do the same. That's the game we play, cousin. Okay. <laughs> Go on. I'm tingling with anticipation. Unprotected? <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. What it means is you've got to loophole VC. You can't <laughs> go unprotected like I did on a Friday night because it's unnecessary stress straight seeing anyone. Even if it's Noffy, the best player in the game, the anguish, the, the mental and emotional anguish that I felt on Friday night leading up to the game and at the start of the game was not worth... Was not worth it, mate. Don't go unprotected. Always make sure you can loophole. It will help you get to the promised land. You've picked a terrible timing for that as as a message and as a proverb because Noffy is just so good that you could just perma see her. You can't. You can't. And you wouldn't be stressed. Anyone, I would, mate. I, I was, was stressed. <laughs> I was deeply stressed. I wouldn't be. You shouldn't be. She's insane. She's averaging like one thirty. If the roles were reversed, you would have been stressed. No, nah. t- get nah. her this week. We talked. We talked about it before the game started, and you were like, "I'm so nervous. I have to straight up Captain Noffy because I can't loophole anyone." And I was like, yeah, "I would rather, I would rather have Noffy and straight Captain her, than have not have Noffy and use a loophole with two other players. Mate, I would feel safer." We've we've been conditioned to to loopholes with rolling lockout over the last like I know. two years. I know. You've, I, it doesn't feel good, man. I'm telling you. Straight see someone this week and see how it feels. No, I did it. I did it three weeks ago with Ghana, and it didn't feel good, did it? No, it didn't feel good. But see? I wasn't as nervous see? as you. I wasn't as nervous as you. And Noffy 
is literally unstoppable. She got the hardest tag in the game. Do you know what the difference 91 is? 91 points. Do you know what the difference is between you and me, cousin? I'm way too sexy to go unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm sending you mine. You need... Uh, you've sent it to me, but I want... Who it's by? You need you need to give me. I don't know who it's names. by. So you just you just. I just found it and I thought, yep. All right. The proverb is this: leap, and the net will appear. And what that means is you have to take the plunge, people. Exactly. You have to take the plunge. You have to go headfirst into your predictions. We talked about it all year. Aggressively trading into your, into your predictions in AFLW fantasy, it's it is easier, I'll say, to make these predictions than it is in other games. Matchups come along. And you get these uber primo mids who just pump out massive scores on soft teams. Happens every week. Take the plunge, grab players that you're keen on, captain players that you're keen on, and you will be safe. The net will appear under you, and you will be caught by your own confidence. Nice. You nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted you to instill from that. And I think, Honestly, I set you up for success every week and you set me up for failure <laughs> with the problem. You always send me the goofiest, stupidest shit. Hey. And I'm like, what does that mean? No, nah, I don't know. Last week was goofy, but it was clear and you got it straight away. The ambition for cash. Right, yes. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, sorry, I take back what I said a little bit. I like to get goofy with it. It's part of the fun, cousin. <laughs> It's part of the fun. It is all part of the fun and that's what fantasy proverbs is. But seriously, it is time to take the plunge the net will appear. Take the risk you need to take if you want to make it to the top 100. And yeah, there's nothing else to say. I think that's that's where we're going to leave it for today. Thanks for tuning into the Cousins Fantasy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Cousins Pod, and follow us on Instagram at Cousins underscore AFL underscore Fantasy. Excellent. Subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcasts. And good luck for the round ahead. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.